Okay. All right. Count me down, Scotty. Scotty? Go Nets. Fuck the Celtics. Let's go. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. What the fuck? I'm ill. What the fuck? I'm ill. Sicker than your average. What the fuck? I'm ill. What the fuck? I'm ill. Sicker than your average. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys are having a great one. I am the unforgettable one himself, Mr. Brett Carroll. Charles is always daydreaming, and we're two guys that love discussing other people's excellence. And I will tell you what has been excellent. I must say the playing tournament has been excellent. Now I know we just did we just did a pod on this. Don't worry, this isn't a weird. What are they doing? Is this the same pod? No, no. We're going to talk about the big boy tournament. That is what that is what we are going to get into. But I do want to take a minute to just talk about what happened in the playing tournament. Uh, at least, bro, the- you're burying the lead. The King LeBron James hit the clutch game winner with triple vision after he was viciously attacked in the paint and his eye was almost gouged out. <laughs> yes, after after he's now sporting a scar like Scar from Lion King, uh, he, the blind he could, he could be wearing an eye patch and he would be our pirate king. Uh, he could have. Uh, well, Luffy's gonna have a problem with that, but uh, yes, yes. I'm glad you went there. Obviously, the game of the tournament so far has probably been Lakers versus Warriors, a.k.a. LeBron versus Curry, part 12 at this point. Um, And as usual, it was a good game. And LeBron hit a clutch shot. and They won 103-100. It was the game everybody wanted to see. It's annoying because LeBron flopping like that at the end just left a sour taste in so many people's mouths for otherwise what is – arguably a great start not even arguably which was a great start to the playoffs because this is the playoffs now so it's just annoying it's it's nothing to ruin everything over like Steph Curry he finished the game with 37 points three assists and seven rebounds and on the Lakers side you had LeBron with 22 points 10 assists and 11 boards I didn't realize he had a triple double and then you had Anthony Davis with 25 points and, and 12 boards so the stars showed up. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot the, the the third part of the big three for the Lakers. Dennis Schroeder, he had 12 points because he's not wearing the Kyrie's anymore. I don't know if you were aware. Oh yeah, it's a tragedy. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That apparently was newsworthy enough that Bleacher Report thought they had to send me that as a notification. How dare you? Right, but yeah, I mean the games have been good. I mean as of this recording, both of the the last two games haven't been played yet. So Wizards, Hornets, I mean, Wizards, Pacers haven't played yet. And Warriors, Grizzlies haven't played yet. But to be fair, and, and no offense to those games, I don't think those are, unless you're a fan of those teams, I don't think those are games that people are circling. But the first four games have been great. I mean, they've been entertaining, to say the least. Even, you know, uh, the Pacers blowing out the Hornets, which, you know, surprised a lot of people, but to me, it makes sense. People forget the Pacers make the playoffs every year. They usually get bounced in the first round, but they're a playoff caliber team. And they were facing a young Hornets team that have that hasn't been there in forever. And people forget they were kind of on the downslide the last uh, part of the season. Before LaMelo Ball got hurt, they were the four seed, um, and they were the 10th and last seed to make it in the East. So it wasn't that surprising to me that the Pacers – who do have playoff experience and veteran leadership trounce the young team that was, you know, people got enamored by the highlights, but weren't really thinking about how good this team was yet. Um, and the Pacers know, are just an underrated organization. And that's coming from a Pacers hater. I've been a Pacers hater since the early 21st century because of Reggie Miller and the Nets rivalries they had when Jason Kidd first got there. So I've hated the Pacers ever since. And just to keep it 100, I, I would be lying if I told you I didn't think they were run relatively well. They've always been competitive, and they're not a team you ever want to see in the playoffs. That's coming from every year they are in the playoffs. That's their reputation. Go back 10 years ago or close to it when they were supposed to be the ones that were going to defeat the Heat in the East. I didn't believe it, but that's how much respect that team demanded all the way back then. This one hurt by injuries, hurt by turnover because the stars wanted to get out and all that, but maintaining a competitive roster more or less for like, they're like the jazz of the East. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and again, they look, 
it's a team we overlook because they usually get bounced in the first round and they usually get swept in the first round too. But they're those weird teams, like because they play defense, because they're hard nosed, they're they're a tough out. It's never an easy four game or five game series. They just usually just lack the offensive firepower to deal with some of the better teams in the East. And they're usually never a top four seed. So obviously they're, you know, playing against a much better team. So I'm, so even that game was entertaining. And obviously had Jason Tatum dropping 50 uh, on the Wizards um, in Boston for them to get in. Uh, yeah, so it's been, it's been some entertaining games. Like I said, I don't want to spend too much time on it because we want to talk about the big boy tournament. But uh, the last thing I'll say about that is I've heard some people criticize it a little bit and said they'd rather see like the eight, nine game instead of seven through 10. But I like this format. I really do. Most years, the seventh and eighth seed are like barely, you know, record wise, they're the same. So it's not like you're punishing the seventh seed for being the seventh seed. And like I said, on the last pod, I do think this helps with tanking when with 10 teams from East conference making the playoffs that stops a, a whole bunch of other teams from tanking their season midway through because let's be real if you were the Grizzlies or the Hornets or the Pacers or uh, the Spurs you might have tanked halfway through the season knowing that there was probably no chance you were going to make an AC knowing that you at least have a chance to make the playoffs as a nine or a 10 seed that keeps a good six or seven teams in it for most of the year and to add on to that because I agree with everything you said but bigger picture in the long-term picture this also opens up the league for expansion. You could add four more teams and not hurt this playoff push, but, but, but also include the teams that are on the fringe of the playoff. That seven through 10, if, if they add two more teams to each conference, the playoffs just got more intense from the top, from the one through four, because usually in the East where we've been conditioned, the care pretty much get the you know one through four seed or it doesn't really matter regardless. So I like it. I haven't heard too many people criticizing this play-in tournament. If anything, I, I've just seen people, you know, ready for playoff basketball. Like, this is kind of like well, no, yeah, you're right. the, the movie, let me, you know what I mean? Let me clarify. A lot of people like it, but I, there is a thing going on where a lot of people or some people are saying that they'd rather just see 8-9 playing, not, not 7 through 10. But I think most people like it. The only people that don't like it are the teams that are – in that fringe seven seed that want that don't want to play in the tournament, a la the Mavericks when they were the seven seed and they got all the way up to fifth. And mind you, notice you don't hear them say anything about it anymore. And the Lakers, um, but yeah, up, I think a lot of people realize it's a good thing. But some people say they would like to just make it eight nine. But I, I do like the seven through ten format, um, and and it makes sense. And at first, I didn't get it. I'm like, you got to win one or win two. But, I mean, actually, it makes a lot of sense. You know, seven to eight play, whoever wins is the seventh seed. Whoever loses plays the winner nine, ten to the eighth seed. That makes sense to me. Oh, I know a lot of people wanted seven to play ten and eight to play nine. But, no, I kind of like the format the way that it is. The two better teams have two cracks at it. The two lesser teams only have one crack at it. I like it. all, All right. That's enough of giving everyone else their roses. I'm here to gloat. I told all y'all this is where the Nets would be, and this is exactly what I wanted. The the Celtics in the first round, and the Celtics, the Celtics, the Boston Celtics, this team that got all of our picks, that stole our future, I was told, that they were going to be a dynasty set up for years because of the mistakes of Billy King and the Prokhorov regime. And here we are, five short years later, and – I don't care who you are. The Celtics aren't winning this series. If they do, it's the biggest colossal fuck-up in Nets history. That's how much of an underdog I believe these Celtics to be because I don't gamble like that. So I don't even know what the betting odds are. I'm just looking at this. Jason uh, Jason Tatum is their only hope. Great player. Phenomenal player. I think that's my nephew's favorite player. That hurts my heart because he's a Celtic. But I just don't see the Celtics surviving this at all. I'll give them a game. For respect to Jason Tatum, Nets in five, and it couldn't be more beautiful because I'm pretty sure me and you both heard the last couple of years, Brett, that they're better off without Kyrie Irving. That, yes, that yes I, I heard that multiple times. I heard that they shouldn't even trade it for him because of how good the chemistry and the coaching is. Brad Stevens, he's the next Popovich, and here we sit, 
on the eve of the NBA playoffs. And in roughly 48 hours from this recording, the Nets will be tipping off in Brooklyn to start game one of, of the first round against these Boston Celtics. And I don't hear the same chirping from Celtics fans I heard when we signed Kyrie Irving. Kind of interesting, isn't it? Because I thought the Celtics were better. I thought they had they have the more seasoned coach, the great new Popovich. They have all these picks from us. So obviously their roster would be deep and full of players that just know what to do in the right situation because of all that great coaching they got. Is that what is that what we have to expect? The the biggest upset in NBA history? Well, listen, it's been a long two years for Celtics fans. Um, and I love when you get into glow mode. I, I mean, now, listen, you and I both know I'm on, I'm on the side of look. Let's, let's win the chip first, then glow. But I understand why you feel the way you feel. Because we have been hearing it from Celtics fans for two years now. No, we've been hearing it for like five years because of the trade. Oh, yeah, true. But well, yes, very true. But in terms of the Kyrie Irving aspect of it, yes. Last two years, you know, Celtics are better. Look, I'm not going to kill the Celtics. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. This year, they've been ravaged with injuries and, and COVID and all this other things. All the things that everyone else deals with. No, no, that's, that's very true. Now, it is interesting, though, that Gordon Hayward being gone has seemed to hurt them. Um, he provided a lot of... You know, they didn't necessarily need the offensive firepower um, scoring-wise because they had a bunch of guys, but he added another passer that, uh, you know, this is an ISO-driven team, which is ironic because Brad Stevens, to your point, he was supposed to be, you know, Pop and Kerr. He was supposed to be this great um, ball motion and player motion offensive genius, Um, and that just hasn't been the case. This has been an ISO team and who only goes as far as Kemba, JT, and Jalen Brown take them. Um, so with Kemba being hobbled all year. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just call the Celtics an ISO team? I was told by many Celtics fans that ISO ball doesn't win, and that's all that we do. That's all the Nets are good for, wait, is getting you, stars and playing you, ISO just, ball. Wait, someone, did you just did you miss what I just said about that? I'm being sarcastic, bro. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I was, that's what I was just saying. I know. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, I just want to rub it in their fucking stupid faces. That's all I want to do. Oh, okay. Try, okay, he's in that mode today. All right. Well, I'm yeah. in this mode because after all these years, after all these games we've watched, after all these lineups we've watched, and now I get to see the most talented Nets team ever assembled, and the first cow in the slaughtering line are the goddamn C's. I love it. I love this. This is what I want. I don't want the chip through through a bunch of teams I don't care about, minuscule. Like, a lot of people don't remember the big three Heatles runs in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I want this first because after the last five years, I want to sweep them. I know that your, your matchup in, before the, the chip that you would really care about would be the Knicks. Nets, Knicks, you would be insufferable regardless of what happens on the game. No, actually, to be very honest with you, I, I don't want them to play the Knicks because I don't want to hear the excuses when they lose, and I don't want to hear how overrated we are if they even win a game. I, I just I'm glad oh, you have to embrace your inner Seth, bro. Let the hate flow through you. No, 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 no. Listen, embrace it because you know what the best thing is. The best thing so far is that you know, props to the Knicks fans. They've already sold out the Garden with their two hundred dollar cheap seats. And I got my boys texting me to have the Nets haven't sold out yet and they can't sell out a playoff game with their three stars. And I'm here to tell you that I hope you keep holding on to fan attendance. Keep holding on to that because that's all you're going to have in in this offseason if everyone stays healthy at your healthiest. This is to the entire Eastern Conference. At your healthiest, if we are at our healthiest, fuck you, we win. Yeah, all I'm saying is just like those Celtics fans were like counting their banners early, all I'm saying is I'm not counting my banner until I see it come down from the Raptors. That's all I'm saying. So I'm glad that you are getting this out of your chest, but I will I've, held, I've held it in for, what is it, four months? You didn't hold it in. You've been saying this all year. But the point no, was, no, no. I mean I mean on, on, on record, though. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, nah. Wow. No, no credit. No credit at all. Nah, I don't even know about that either. All I know is. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do all the talking, 
and I'm going to let the let this play out. All right. Before you let this play out, I'm not just going to talk empty shit. I want to do I do want to give some shout outs to the Nets players that have killed it this season, starting with the homie Kai Dollar. 54 games played, you know, about 50 more than everyone else gave him credit for. Uh, 27 points per game on 50.6 field goal shooting, 40.2 three-point shooting, averaged 4.8 rebounds per game and six assists with 1.4 steals. That was Kyrie Irving this year. He joined the 50-40-90 club, 90% free throw shooting, and haters are going to hate on that. The next big part of of the big three, obviously, Kevin Durant, the Slim Reaper, the Durantula, whatever your favorite name is for him. He only played 35 games this season, but he also averaged 27 points per game on 53.7% shooting, 45 from three, 7.1 rebounds, 5.6 assists. Dude. So, And then we have the guy that is apparently the new fan favorite, and all props to him because he's one of the most beautiful passers to ever rock a Nets jersey. The beard himself, James Harden, played 36 games. 24.6 24.6 points per game on 47.1% shooting, 36.6 from three, eight and a half rebounds, and 10.9, fuck it, say 11 assists. If everyone's healthy, we have every right to be excited. Yes, we shouldn't count any wins before they happen. And like I kept giving all the respect to Jason Tatum, the Celtics, I do not expect to be an easy win because heart counts. And the East is full of heart. The East is full of grit. One through four, just, you know, just look at it. Look at the East right now. You don't want to see one through four, no matter who you are out West. I don't care what they say, because we have a good record versus out West. And I just am very happy with how this season went, with the exception of the, you know, the eight games, the big three played together. As far as a Nets fan that lived through the darkest of dark days, Great season, all-time season. I haven't been this happy since Vince Carter was in it. So as far as that series goes, what is your prediction for with the Nets, how the Nets win? I will give them a gentleman's sweep and say the Nets win in five. I'm going to say they sweep because... And I'm the one talking shit. Well, hold on, relax. I'm going to predict they sweep because we swept them in the regular season. There's no Jalen Brown, so it's really you know, just double team Jason Tatum and don't let, you know, and, and hope that the rest of the teams beat you way too much firepower. Uh, unlike those other teams in the East, they don't really have the size to like hurt us uh, where, you know, where, where we lack defensively. And on top of that, you know, Kyrie Irving still holds the record as the only player to never lose a first round game. And I know for a fact, he wants to keep that record intact especially against the Boston Celtics. So I'm, I am going to predict a sweep in the first round. I'm just talking, I'm just saying I'm not counting our championships yet until we win the championship, but I do predict the sweep Uh, at worst. Like you said, I do think it's going to go five and that's no disrespect to Boston. Like I said, this isn't a fully healthy Boston team. Kemba Walker is playing, but he's hurt. There's no Jalen Brown. Um, this team just isn't as good defensively as it used to used to be. It's not as good offensively as it used to be because they're an ISO team. They help out our defense because it's a lot easier to guard an ISO team. Um, you know, the way they play basketball than it is some of these other teams that do a lot more complicated stuff where you have to be more connected on defense. Um, this is really just helping out on, on, on the Island. Some of whoever's on the Island, help them out. Um, so I, I don't think, I really don't see Boston winning the game. I really don't. Maybe game four in Boston to try to stop the sweep. But if it's 3-0, I, I, I see a sweep. Because like I said, Kai, Kai's got that record. And um, why, why wouldn't he want to keep that record going? Especially, you know, him not wanting to hear Boston fans. You, you want to talk about how terrible Boston fans will be. We're the ones that stopped his record. We're the ones that ended the record. So I do think there's going to be a sweep. I love that they always focus on the things that they accomplish regular season and otherwise. But then if you have something over the Celtics, all they care about is rings, even though most Celtics fans walking this planet only remember one. But anyway, the Knicks versus the Hawks, the four or five, who do you got and why? 
Uh, I I'm gonna say the Knicks, but I'm gonna say seven. I know they swept the Hawks in the in the regular season. Um, but people forget this Knicks team was kind of once again, they were kind of up and down the last couple weeks of the season. That's the one thing about Tibbs; he will run a team to the ground. Might they be tired? Might they be a little winded? And remember, the pressure's on them, man. They're expected to win. You know, it's it's one thing being a hunter. It's another thing being a hunted. Everybody has the Knicks winning this series. Um, and, I, and I'll give them the respect and say they win it as well. But I don't think it's going to be an easy series. I, I think this is going to be a six or seven game series. Again, I know the Hawks are young. They've never made the playoffs before either. So it could be a sweep just off of the inexperience of both teams um, where, you know, the Knicks do have Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson and and even Julius Randle guys that have been there before. Um, but, you know, I, I just I, – something tells me this series is going to go a lot longer than people think. Hey, I you actually stole everything I was about to say with it. I was going to say the Knicks in six or seven. I know that they played great against the, the Hawks this season, but the playoffs are a different beast, and the Hawks do have talent. Everything you said, echo it. I'm there with you, and I want to give them the respect, too, because Fibs and how hard that team worked. You know, seven might not be giving them the respect. They could win it in five. And if they, if they sweep, then we're all eating crow because that's what they did in the regular season, too. So I have the Knicks winning it. Whether it's quick or not, that's more on them, man, more so than almost any other team. We haven't seen these guys in the playoffs yet, yeah. like any of them. So it will be interesting to see if the the self-proclaimed king of Mecca, King Julius, can keep it up and keep playing at this MVP level he has been playing at. I'm, I'm certain Knicks fans want to see that. I'm certain that there's plenty of fans down in ATL right now saying Trey Young is going to drop 50 on them and look like Steph Curry. So we will see. I don't know. What, what other matchups are you excited for? Do you think the Bucks sweep the Heat? Because the Heat Bucks, I think that is set up. That is set up for the Bucks to lose in the first round. It but, is. I, you know, when they when the Bucks blew out the Heat in the first round, me and my dad were talking about it. And the way that game looked, it seemed like the Miami. It seemed like Miami was saying, "Screw that! We we want the Bucks in the first round. We beat them last year. We know we can beat them." Uh, I, that's gonna be that's gonna go seven. I really do. I really think. Yeah, but who you got winning? I I'm gonna give Milwaukee the respect they deserve, and I'm gonna say they're gonna win it. But I think that goes seven as well. I think that's a really hard matchup for them. The difference is Drew Holiday. The difference is P.J. Tucker. I do think they got better. I do think they got harder to defend. And Giannis got a little bit better, too, from the outside, you know, with his outside game. So I think that's the big difference. Um, and just because of home court advantage and the fact that Giannis cannot lose in the first round after everything has gone down this last couple, these last years with him, they can't keep regressing like this. You know, remember, they lost in the conference finals after being up 2-0. They got beaten five games in the second round last year to these Miami Heat. I don't see them losing in the first round. You know, you can't get you can't be getting worse when you're supposed to be getting better. And he just signed that extension. Um, so I'm going to say they pull it out and, and win in seven. Man, I agree with like 90% of what you said. And part of me agrees that the Bucks are going to win this, but I'd be lying if that's where I said I put my money. I don't even know what, like I said before at the start of the recording, I don't have the odds in front of me, but if I'm getting anything favorable for a team led by Eric Spolstra, I'm betting on them. And this first round matchup, if there's a nightmare matchup for the Bucks in the first round, it was this team. And here we are, you got to go in seven. I'm going to make it interesting, go the other way. And I'm going to take the heat. Eric Spolstra has faced tougher teams than this Milwaukee Bucks team. You yeah. did not expect the Heat to make the finals last season. This is a talented team, but even more so, it is a well-coached team. For all the things you like, or we both liked about Tibbs this year, Eric Spolstra has been a great coach. He is a veteran coach, and that's where I lie my faith in. You, you said the difference makers are, are like Drew Holiday, and the improvements Greek Freak has made, I say the difference maker is actually on the sidelines. 
because Jimmy Butler is going to be Jimmy Butler. I think me and you both agree that, you know, the, the superstars are going to be them in this series. So it's going to come down to the role players. It's going to come down to coaching. And that's what I'm have to go on. I'm going Spo, and I'll make it interesting and say Heat in seven would be upset. That's that's a good prediction. I, listen, I wouldn't be – I honestly would not be surprised by that at all. I, I just – you know, as much as I, I – and people say I'm a Giannis hater – I'm trying to give him his props by saying, look, I'm not, I can't see him. I can't see him going down like that. Um, but we'll, we'll see. But obviously, you know, I, I love Bam from Jersey. So, you know, I'm going to root for Bam. Jimmy Butler's a dog. Like you said, Spoh's a great coach and he always gets overlooked in terms of best coaches in the league when he is by far one of the best coaches in the league. So, I wouldn't, I mean, I was supposed to do this way. If the Heat win, I don't think it's going seven. I think the Heat win in six. Okay, but do you think any either of the teams, Pacers or Wizards, because at the time of recording, we don't know yet, have a chance against the 76ers? Absolutely not. Okay, then. So we got the 76ers winning in a sweep. Moving out west. Especially with Karis LeVert probably not playing yet. The Pacers are not. Yeah, no. Even if Karis LeVert played, man, don't matter. The, The Sixers are winning it in the first round. And if they don't, the process is dead and buried. But we move out west. We got the two seed Suns playing the Lakers. That's what I think the most interesting matchup is because mm-hmm. it has the most players that I like in it. That is the bias I have for choosing that first. Who do you got? That is a that is a great matchup for the first round. I think that's going to be the one we're all tuned into. The Lakers should win this. They, I mean, they have to win this. This is a team. That had besides Chris Paul has never, and, and I guess Jay Crowder as well, but this is a team who's never even sniffed the playoffs before. All the pressure will be on the Lakers, but internally the pressure is on them. They're not going to sit there and say, "Hey guys, we made the two seed. That's great. Let's get let's get swept by the seven seed. Great season." No, they're they want to win, but I just think there's a lot of pressure. The Lakers should win. What's scaring me is I don't think the Lakers are healthy. I don't think Anthony Davis is 100%. I don't think LeBron is 100%. And I didn't like what I saw last night. Those other Lakers have got to do something. I don't think it's going to hurt them in the first round. I think LeBron and AD by themselves could beat the, could probably beat the Suns. But I really don't know how far the Lakers are going to go if they can't get anything from their other players. But I'm going to say Lakers in six just because I just don't see how – I don't see how the Suns win this. I really don't. You don't and let, see how the Suns win this? Okay, I don't. So, and so, let, unless LeBron and AD really just aren't healthy and just can't get it going. I mean, look at the game we just saw against the Warriors. Who would you say – like, you don't even have to ask who has more firepower this season. It's Steph Curry and friends, and, and, and they're the eighth seed. We're talking about the two seed Suns, like you said, Chris Paul. Chris Paul isn't trying to lose to LeBron in the first round. Uh, yeah, the, the other players, this is their first time in the playoffs, but we've seen Chris Paul do magic with when it comes to people who haven't played in the playoffs before. This is, yeah. if, if, if I get, I, and listen, man. Wait, wait, we have when? When he brought the Clippers there. The Clippers? When he so brought where? the Hornets there. Wait, wait, but, but you're saying magic in the in the playoffs. Remember, for the majority of his career, Chris Paul got criticized for never making the conference finals. And for a good part of his career, he never made it out the first round. Good point. Good point. But at the same time, which one of his teams was as talented as the Suns team? No, I understand that. But he had, they had, he has got I mean, playoff experience is huge, man. Like we, we, we really do. And Chris Paul has that, but that, that's what I'm saying. Chris well, Paul has the playoff. Guy. Experience. That's one guy. That's one guy. And everybody on the Lakers has that. So what yeah, does that and, mean? And everybody on the Lakers is the, it doesn't have home field advantage right now. Everybody on the Lakers isn't named LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Right. But there's nobody on the Suns named LeBron James or Anthony Davis. No, there's, there's a guy named Devin Booker. <laughs> like Devin Booker, as great as he is, he is not LeBron James, nor is he Anthony Davis. I get that. I really he's do. In his I'm first... a LeBron fan. Out, out, out of this podcast, if one of us is getting designated a LeBron fan, it is me. And I'm just expressing my doubts, my serious doubts 
for the first time since when 2007 about a LeBron James led team in the first round. I don't know. I I, I, I would go I mean, again. LeBron has also never lost in the first round. Yeah, there's a first time for everything now, ain't there? No, I, look, I, again, LeBron missed the playoffs a couple of years ago too. The, the only the only time, well, and he's missed the playoffs before that. So okay, um, the I'm only just saying like like I, he made he made like how many straight finals, and then one year he misses the playoffs. Yeah, because he was hurt. Yeah, and you just said he's not healthy. Right, but he's playing. He he legit was was not playing that year. How is he going to be at full strength against the Suns when he only has one eye? Oh boy, here you go. <laughs> That's I, him. He's seeing threes. Could you imagine three CP threes? That's a CP nine. Yeah, go after the right one. You'll be fine. Um, listen, I I I hear you, and I want to believe that the Suns can win this series. But one, that's another thing. Yeah, they're talking about home court advantage. Phoenix is not that far from L.A., so that's not that big of a deal. Um, I, I just don't – like I said, unless Anthony Davis and, and – and, and that's a big point – and LeBron James are both very compromised to the point where they cannot go like that, I just don't see it. I, I, would, love to, I would love to see it because, you know – you know, because you feel for Suns fans, it's like, yeah, we're making the playoffs. Oh my God, we're a two seed. This is awesome. Wow, we got to play the Lakers. Like that, that does suck. I feel for Suns fans in that regard, but I just don't see it. I think, I think the Suns are a year or two away. They might be another piece or two away from being a legit contender. And I understand that the two seed, but I say it all the time. It's easy to, if you're a good team, obviously, if you're a bad team, it's not. But if you're any type of good team, it's easy to rack up regular season wins. That's why even with the Nets, I'm not concerned about us getting a top seed. I knew we were going to get a top seed. Playoffs are different. It's just hey, you say just- you knew we were going to get a top seed. There was a time, the, the time I was just referencing, where we had a, a super team and we weren't a top seed in, in anything but name. So that's where a lot of my gloating has come from, is that, yes, you're right in theory that we should be where we are. And that comes from, that's why I'm partially, I'm so happy, but we've also been in this position before where we should have been the favorite in the East with the exception of maybe one other team. And we definitely weren't. So mm, when, when we traded for Paul Pierce and Kevin, Garner. no, no, what do you mean? I, oh, no. I mean, maybe, all right, maybe, maybe you, I've, I never thought I, I always said we're either a first round exit or at best Eastern Eastern conference finals. I never thought that we were going to be, the team to beat in the East when we made that trade, but that's the second team to beat. But anyway, we're not talking about that right now. I, I, I got to go with LeBron. It's like the Tom Brady effect. When we do our NFL picks, like I'm, I'm going to keep going with them until they lose. Same with the Spurs. I got the Spurs. Like, I don't know, man, they're, they're so weird, but anyway, like, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't have as much faith as I used to. Well, the Spurs are done. They're already eliminated. They lost last night to the Grizzlies. Oh, my bad. I'm, 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 but that's what I meant. I meant like I, I like the Spurs forever. Like, yeah. Until it until that happens, I, it, it, you know, I have to go with LeBron. But I have my doubts. Like if if all the shit we just gave the Bucks for the Heat, right? You got to give some type of credit and respect to the Suns for being the two seed. No, I don't. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see. The we'll Heat. See is, kind of- the, heat, the difference between the Heat and the Suns is the Heat. Have a coach that has won multiple titles. The Heat are a team that just came from the finals a year ago. The Heat are a team that the only reason why they're this far down is because they were ravaged with COVID and injuries more than almost any other team in the league this year. Um, they're not a six seed. They're they they should have been the four seed when we all know that. Just like the Lakers shouldn't be a seven seed. We all know that. Um, but that's what I'm saying. They're the better team. The Lakers should have been at worst of three seed this year because of Anthony Davis and LeBron James's injuries. That's the only reason why they even fell to the seven seed. So, I, I mean, this is not your typical seven seeded Lakers. This is a team that is as good, if not better, than the Suns. But because the Western Conference is the way that the Western Conference always is, they fell to the seven seed. If you're the Suns, you're pissed because it's like, damn, like that's not that's not even fair. Why do we have the freaking Lakers? I, I really don't see that. I really, like I said, unless both Anthony Davis and LeBron James are that compromised, I can't see it. I just can't. I feel bad, 
because I, you know you want the Suns to at least enjoy a playoff round victory, but I don't see it. I'm speaking, like I said, I'm giving them great Suns more props to Steve Nash because the Nets were ravaged with injuries too, but we didn't fall out of the top seeds. Anyway, what so what other matchup out west are you looking at? Like, are you excited for? That's what I'm most excited for. I have everything you're saying in your well, no, let's, let's 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 go let's go through them all. We went through the whole East. Let's go no, through. The whole I know which, but which one do you want to do next? We we, we all right. Well, let's do let's do. Well, you did the two seven. Let's, we don't know the one eight yet, so we'll do that last, just like we did the East. Go to the three six. Oof, we got the Joker and the Denver Nuggets, the three seed against. Dame Dollar and Rip City. I don't know. I just want, I'm going to say that before I say anything stupid. I don't know. I can't wait. This is a great matchup. I'm calling the upset. Dame's going to do it again. Dame Lillard, first round of the playoffs. You can almost book it. That's Dame time. Just say it. That's Dame time. That is Dame time. Damian Lillard, first round of playoffs is taking somebody out. And with no, and with no Jamal Murray, I understand the, the the Nuggets have still been playing well, and that's why Joker will win the MVP as he just as he should. But defensively, they're not that good. Nurkic is back for the the uh, Blazers, so that gives somebody that they can throw at Nurkic defensively, where he has to guard somebody, and that's how you beat the Nuggets when you make Jokic play on both ends of the floor. Uh, especially in the seven game series, he's not as good offensively because he's not that good. He's he's terrible defensively so make him spend he's like he's like the center version of Steph Curry make him play defense get him tired and you'll see his offensive game go down a little bit and like I said with no Jamal with no Jamal Murray I think you know the Blazers are getting healthy at the right time just like they did last year uh I, I I'm gonna call it upset I'm, you know it's division rival they I don't know even think other. it's an upset I, I I said the same thing I guess it wasn't to you I said the same thing when I realized a couple of days ago, that was the matchup. Like, this is what Dame Dalla is, like, in the first round. Almost every one of his insane moments in the playoffs are first-round moments, aren't they? Not even disrespecting him. The buzzer beaters just happen to be in the first round. Like, yeah. like the, the, that cold one against the Spurs, right? That was already, what, five years ago? Mm-hmm. That yep. one I'll never forget, and that's a great moment. I, I love seeing that eruption. It, it, it was amazing. And he's done that since. And he's also another one of these Western Conference teams. They they're not they don't care about LeBron and his legacy, and they hate the Lakers like every other decade. Hate the Lakers, and they're a team to keep to keep an eye on both of them because I, I feel bad for the Nuggets. You you said about the Suns before, and like historically speaking, the West is always like this. I feel bad for the Nuggets, man. Every time they are a high seed out West, zero faith. Going back to Dikembe, like. Well, I mean, i would have I would have given them if they had Jamal Murray. I would say they win without Jamal Murray. You need to if you're going to counteract Dame, it's going to be a high scoring affair. We know that neither one of these teams are great defensively. But my thing is, Dame could go for sixty. We know that. Uh, Joker can do that, but I think you counteract that by having him and Jamal because Jamal Murray could go for fifty his his own self. So you know what I mean, like. I, I, I just that's the only reason why it has nothing to do with me disrespecting the Nuggets. I just think without Jamal Murray, at some point that's going to catch up to you, and it's probably going to be against Portland. Because if you're Portland, you got to see blood in the water. You're facing a team that's not a hundred percent. Yes, simple as that. So we have a, another interesting matchup. I'm really excited for the playoffs, everybody. If you couldn't tell, the four five, you got the Clippers. And the Mavericks. How do you feel this one's going to go? I, I know pretty much everyone's going to say the Clippers. I don't think. I don't think it's going to be that simple. As yeah, I, 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 I get why. Everyone's was, like, how did Kawhi? Clippers, the Clippers, people forget. All right, the Clippers played. I'm pretty sure it was the Clippers. Didn't they play the Mavericks last year in the, in the bubble first round? I don't, dude. That is, I, th- I, I don't think, I think so. And people forget the Mavericks gave them trouble. Porzingis got ejected like for no reason that one game and he got hurt. And I, 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 if I remember correctly, every game that he played, they won. Uh, you know what I mean? So like, that's an interesting matchup with uh, the Clippers. Now I do think the Clippers are a year better, a year more experienced. 
they are going to be chomping at the bit because of how they ended their season last year. So I'm going to give them the respect that they deserve and say they're going to win it. But again, don't be surprised if that goes seven. I'm going to say Clippers in six, but don't be surprised if it's Clippers in seven and Kawhi Leonard has to do some late game heroics in game seven. And if that happens, I guarantee you Clippers nation is going to be nervous if it goes game seven. I think Clippers nation should be nervous, period, because everything you said, I'm building on this right now because I agree with everything you said. We haven't seen, for all the shit we get as Nets fans and haven't seen our team at full strength, I feel like the same thing can be said for the Clippers. One of my one of my boys has compared us to the Clippers all year in that in that like but you guys haven't been able to figure it out as far as chemistry at your full strength. So what are you when it comes to the playoffs? Mm-hmm. When it comes to Kawhi and Paul George, yes, they are superstars. Without them, is this Clippers team that good of a team? Yeah. I I have more faith as far as coaching and, 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 and all that is concerned. Likewise, when I said with the East, I lean more towards the Mavericks, man. Luca is no joke. And he's just as hungry as Dirk was back in the day. Like I, I'm, I'm scarred from those Mavericks teams winning when I had no faith in them winning back then. And it's like deja vu all over again. The only difference is I'm supposed to have more faith in a Clippers team that hasn't won anything. Yes, the Mavericks, this Mavericks team hasn't won anything, but as far as talents go, Paul George is a superstar. I think he's, you know, like he's not the, the use the played out cliche. He's not Batman or however people like doing it, but neither is Kristaps Porzingis. So we're comparing the, 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 the two main, you know, superstars, Kawhi and Luka, and what they bring to the table. And obviously that's the matchup everybody wants to see. I don't know, man. I, this is another one that could go seven. The, the first round is insane well, this year. Well, yeah, like, I say it, it could go seven. I'm, I'm going to say the Clippers win it in six. I just got to believe that they're not going to, because if, I mean, if they lose in the first round, Ballmer is going to blow that team up and people forget Kawhi Leonard, I believe this year could be a free agent. People forget that. Um, so we now, got the Sixers and the Nets, and those are the only two teams me and you have moving on relatively easy. Like you, you, you didn't even say the the Lakers were going to sweep or anything. So like pretty much the Sixers and the Nets, ironically, are the only two teams as of right now me and you have just moving on. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. insane. That's that's just insane. Also, from the well, well, that's well, the well, well to be fair, I, I think the Jazz will move on pretty quickly too. No offense, I, I think the Warriors will win Friday night. But I think that Jazz team, the way they play defense, the fact that they have a guy like Mike Conley, the fact that they have guys that could at least, you know, not let Curry get 40 a night. Right now, like you said, it's Curry and friends on offense. You know, if you stop Steph Curry from dropping 50 on you, you're probably going to win. I think the Jazz will do that relatively easy. And I say relatively easy because I will give Steph Curry this. He, he's got, I think he's gotten better since those early finals days. Um, I do think he's got been a much better player. Um, I would love for either of the two teams to upset the Jazz in the first round and see an all-time performance from a great point guard and solidify the upset like that. Because similar to my random Pacers hate, I've, I've just had a dislike for the Jazz since the Carl Malone days. And a big part of that is there is no jazz in Utah. And that just always annoyed me. So there's my bias. Cause I'd like to see the jazz lose, even though as far as how they're constructed as a basketball team. Well, you know, you know why I don't want to see the jazz lose. Cause I think that's a bad sign for the NBA. If both the jazz and the Suns lose in the first round, that just kills your small market teams. It kills the teams that know that they have to build through the draft and through coaching and not through uh, free agency. And that's why I'm, I'm looking at the Suns like they might be able to win. Yeah, the Suns have no – I'm sorry, the Suns have zero chance. The Jazz have a chance. They got to win. But they the Jazz have to win that matchup. The, you, can, you can excuse the Suns because it's like, look, it's a team that hasn't been there before and they're facing the defending champions. The Jazz have been there, done that before. They're a veteran team. They make the playoffs every year. They have the best record. They've had the best record in the in the league from start to finish. They have a good coach, 
and they're playing a either a Warriors team that just doesn't have the firepower or a Grizzlies team who would be in the f- playoffs for the first time in forever. If the Jazz lose to the Warriors or the Grizzlies, that it's is – grindhouse, man. Show some respect. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, And I, I love the Grizzlies. I, I really I, – I'm a huge you know, John Morant fan. The Grizzlies are one of those teams I root for when the Nets aren't, aren't playing – um, I, the Jazz cannot lose this series. That is a huge black eye for the NBA. If they, as great as it is to have an upset in the in the NBA playoffs, because you don't see that often, the Jazz can't be that team. I, I think if the Jazz get upset, it would be better for the NBA. Honestly, I don't think the NBA lose if, if Steph Curry upsets the Jazz in the first round. That is an all time highlight that'll get played out of Steph Curry's. So that'd be kind of like Steph Curry's moment to himself. So I don't think it'd be that detrimental either way because it's either Steph Curry has a legendary moment that adds on to his legacy, which does help the NBA. He's one of the most popular players in the NBA. Or you have the Grizzlies, a team that me and you both kind of have that. When the Nets suck, the Grizzlies were pretty were pretty entertaining from everything we wanted the Nets to be, essentially, when they had Rudy Gay playing the wing. They had the best front court in the NBA, the, the grit and grind grindhouse of Grizzlies, you know. So and if they if they this the, if this new Grizzlies and this they had the best the bills out well everything you want from the Jazz too if if a, if a small market upsets another small market they did it from the same means you know what I mean so I don't think it's that it's, it's that detrimental um, you're oh, low key wow. turning me into a Suns fan though I'll be it'll be the first time I'm cheering for the Suns like that since Starberry was their point guard uh, I don't know I mean. Like you know, Memphis does have the best uniforms in the league, but I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I just, I'm looking at a big picture. It's, it's the same reason why Giannis staying in Milwaukee was huge for the NBA. You need wins like that, in a, in a mark, in a team, in a, like they're not the NFL where it doesn't matter the market. Everybody loves their team. The NBA is so star driven and so big market driven that that's a thing between owners. That's a thing between the media. Like that is a big thing that goes into the CBA negotiations, which people don't realize they're going to have CBA negotiations at the end of the year. So that's what I'm saying. You kind of want the jazz and, or the Suns to at least get out the first round. I'm telling you, that's, I'm telling you business wise, that's, that's going to be a bad look. All right. Just for the sake of making our personal viewing pleasure and the listeners viewing pleasure, a little bit more spicy. I'll take the Suns in, in the first round just for to have something to cheer for. Because even if the Suns lose, LeBron's one of my favorite players of all time. But there's part of me that that just would love to see that the Suns win. Monty Williams. Well, I, I would too. I would too. I mean, I, I would love to see... Because uh, yeah. everything you said about the Jazz I want for the Suns right now, it just sucks for me as, a, as what you just said about fan-driven, you know, player-driven fans. I want to see, like, if, if the Nets don't win this year, I'm cool with seeing LeBron add on. But at the same time, I'd be cool with if, if the Nets don't win, seeing a small market team like the Suns do it. Like, how, they're one of those teams, like, how do you hate this team? Like, I, I explained my hate for the Pacers because it's irrational. Like, I like the Pacers. I like Karis LeVert. I like, I, I, I liked, you know, watching Bogey on there a couple of years ago in the playoffs. It, it, it's it's insane, but I think this but is a good look for the is, NBA. It, the, the playoffs are stacked. There, there isn't really weakness. This, this should this should be a great playoff. Regardless. Yeah. If the Nets don't win, um, I do want LeBron to win another one or the Clippers to win another one. The only thing I don't you mean want... The Clippers to win first one. Or, right, you're right. My bad, first one. The only thing I don't... It's okay, want, I said the Spurs before. I just feel better that you said that now. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to say that. Um... I don't. The only thing I don't want is I don't want a Lakers Nets finals as much as the fan in me wants it, but I don't want LeBron to get another loss in the, in the finals. I, fuck, Joe, I'm sorry. I, I have to keep it 100. I said it for the first round. I'll say it for the finals. I want the king. I said that to you beginning of the year. No, no, no. Listen, I would love it, but I don't, like I said, my thing is as a LeBron, because we're both LeBron fans, I don't want LeBron to get another loss in the finals. And obviously, I'm rooting for the Nets. So I obviously don't want the Nets to lose in the finals. Listen, man, I, I've, I've been able to watch and enjoy Tom Brady's career knowing that we gave him two L's in, in the Super Bowl. I can live as a LeBron fan knowing that my Nets got a ring by taking down the King, the reigning champions. So that, that's and true. Expect, and now we have, yo, Kyrie, 
New Jersey Nets fan. I know, I know. That's the Beating series the Lakers in the it's finals. The series we all want. Bring I, it I, on. I want it now. I understand. I understand. I just wish LeBron didn't have to play the freaking Warriors five. Game of zones would be so fire this year. No, listen. I, I, yeah, like I said, I just wish I wish LeBron didn't have to play those stupid Warriors twenty times and get twenty L's because that way he can afford another loss in his resume. Oh, he, he can afford another loss against Kai, KD, and the Beard because the Beard wants to win a ring. That's one oh, thing me and you haven't touched on at all yet is how hungry James Harden actually is. Yeah, um, maybe we should say that for the next pod. You're but, right. You're right. What a tease. Look at look at that. Look at that tease. That's that's a that, that actually seems like we were planning it, which we weren't, but we will pretend like we were. Because that's why I'm the, I'm the Unfor Brother one, and you can find me at <laughs> never, never for Brett me N E V A underscore the number four B R E T T underscore M E on Instagram and Twitter. He's not just a great host; he's also the executive producer. So you you deserve your roses for how flawless <laughs> that was just now. You can find me at not the Chuck D on all the socials. We are at www.thedope.blog for all of our blogs and podcasts. You can check us out at the underscore dope blog on Instagram or at the dope blog, all one word on Twitter. And we got to get our Twitter number up. Like our friends don't even like, I don't even know if we have a Twitter anymore. <laughs> I barely use it. <laughs> follow, follow us on Twitter, please. Yeah. And, and, and like, you know, it's bad when we got more listeners to this pod than followers on Twitter. Yeah, we gotta do better. <laughs> but, but that's on you. You're the social media guy. You're you're so active on Instagram. You've done a great job, by the way, on Instagram. You you barely do Twitter. That's what, what's up with you. I man? have no idea. What do we? Pay I was even better on Facebook, for, man. I was even better on Facebook, but the man deleted us because we were reaching too many people. I know. That's what I'm saying. On Instagram and Facebook, you you, you treat Twitter like the like the stepchild you didn't want. I mean, because it's would, from all. Yo, I, I wrote for nothing but nets for so long. I hate. I hate the people on Twitter. I just like, like Twitter is so toxic more like nine times out of 10 is toxic. That one time out of 10, it's beautiful. Like, and it's that one, but that one time is amazing though. That one time is absolutely amazing. Do you understand that there's people like walking this planet still breathing air that really had the gall to say to me that I'm not a Lynn fan. I'm just a Nets fan. Like that's fucking insulting. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You won't let that go. No, I won't let that go. I had to get I'm gonna, my. Shit I'm gonna wrote, I, well, when you when you know. Hopefully, it's another eighty years from now. But when you die, I'm gonna write that on your on your gravestone. He wasn't a limb. He wasn't a limb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully that's another eighty years from now. Shit. I'm already trying to write my epitaph, bro. Damn. Damn. All I did was gloat about the NBA playoffs on this pod, you're, you're, and you're trying to kill me off. I said in eighty years. My goodness. <laughs> You'll be well, over 100. Listen, man, when you're plotting to kill a king, you don't want to talk, think about your own death. That, that, that's yeah. the truth. I've been watching too much Game of Thrones. All right. Peace. Happy playoffs, everybody. I'm ill. 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 I'm 